안녕하세요. I'm Grace. And I'm Sarah. We're Asian K-drama fans who love to ask and hopefully find answers to all of our and your Asian drama questions. We cover everything from silly topics to sensitive and serious issues that come up as we binge. We'll also share some Korean and Chinese language tips, as well as our experiences as diaspora Asians living in the UK and US. Join us as we delve into the details and context of the dramas we all love. Hey everyone, we're really excited this episode to welcome a special guest to Afternoon at Asks. Welcome, Jess from Dayback Pod. Hey, thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. So we invited Jess onto our podcast because Grace and I are both fans of her podcast. Um, and uh, you guys might also be. Uh, and we were even before we started a podcast of our own. So we feel a bit like we're very honored to have you here, Jess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here, really. And then recently I've been lucky enough to be a guest on Daybat Pod for an episode of Do You Like Brahms? And more recently for DP and DP2, which are part of your spooky session, uh, spooky season <laughs> that you're having. Sorry. Do so you want to tell yeah. us a little bit more about your spooky season? Because I really like the idea of it. So I decided, spur of the moment, nobody asked for this, to do a little mini spooky season, just about four episodes in the month of October that feature K-drama reviews on shows that are a little bit haunting, a little bit spooky, maybe a little bit darker in themes, maybe mm. got some criminal thriller aspects to them. And um, I think it's going really well. I I also wanted to just shed light on dramas that people don't normally talk about because they're not romance dramas. And mm, I think I... the majority of the community is really set on watching romance dramas. There's nothing wrong with that. But there is so many other dramas and genres out there. And I just wanted to show a little love to these, especially during spooky season, Halloween month. Felt very, very proper. Yay. Yeah, definitely. totally. Um, so we're going to get to know you a little, um, hopefully, uh, in this podcast, Jess, because your podcast has been going for a while now, right? Um, how long has it been running? It's start. I started it in summer 2021, so it's been a little over two years now. I do seasons, which helps me take breaks, plan the seasons better, yeah. arrange guests, and actually watch all of these hours and hours of oh, television. That's so <laughs> smart. Actually, <laughs> um, maybe we should think about doing this. <laughs> um, um, so we also like to ask uh, people's origin story for K-dramas. And I know that you've shared this um, in your earlier um, podcast on your own show, uh, but um you're kind of an og fan right um I, i'm not I hate sure saying that because there's all. always people that have watched K drama for longer than i have so i'm not like i'm not an og fan okay okay but... well, well, well let me, let me define to... that as yeah. before the pandemic yes <laughs> so right. many people started watching K dramas um once the pandemic hit and like we were all locked down and we were like like you know dying for new content and then all of these like Korean and Chinese dramas started showing up on Netflix, right? And so a lot of people did that. But you, you've been watching K dramas for for much longer than a, <laughs> a lot of our our new and new wonderful K drama fans um, and Asian drama fans. So, um, yeah, um, do you want to share how you originally started watching um, K dramas before streaming and Netflix? 
Sure. So I have given the story before, but I'll just give you the long version, I guess, because I think this story starts in 2011, 2012. And I sort of use these years interchangeably because of my own crap memory. I, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I totally had, understand. <laughs> I know, I know when sa- I did not sit down and be like, today was my first K drama, you know, <laughs> right. August 2011. Right. No, didn't, that didn't happen. So that's why I kind of like think it's around there. But I had just graduated from college and I was living back home. I had just started my first full time job, my big girl job. And I found that I had all of this free time. I had no tests to study for, no papers to write, no classes to attend, very few social events to attend rather other than like going to the movies on the weekends and spending Mm -hmm. time with my family. And I would come home from work and be like, what now? Like that Finding Nemo at the end of Finding Nemo when they're all in the water and like, what now? (laughs) What do we do now? (laughs) That was me. So I guess I should also mention that I went to a liberal arts college, which was great. And instilled in me this whole global citizenship ethos, right? Which mm-hmm. I think one of my last, for, as an example, one of my last classes was a films of the 80s course, which was hella fun. <laughs> films and of the 80s, I love I it. I know. <laughs> and I had a good friend who went to China for a semester abroad and she was learning Mandarin. And she's not Asian at all. But ultimately, like after college, I was in a really good place to get out of my comfort zone and mm. with the media that I was consuming, especially, um, I started binging True Blood, <laughs> that racy vampire show on HBO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I considered that time as like a fever dream because like, <laughs> I did it so fast. And I just like inhaled episodes. I was watching on some like terrible illegal site. Like it was just crazy. <laughs> so this was the type of stuff that I was doing after work now. Yeah. So then I watched a French movie on Netflix and then I watched the BBC show Robin Hood uh, on Netflix as well. And uh, then I think Netflix suggested that I watch A Moment to Remember, which is the 2004 uh, melodrama starring Son Jin and Jung Woo Sung. Uh, it's yes. a movie. And it was strange, ridiculously sad, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and back then you could rate movies on Netflix. Now it's just thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. Back then it was like five mm. stars. Right. So mm-hmm. it gave me really good suggestions every time I would rate something else. Oh. So after I finished that movie and as I was wiping my tears away, <laughs> I rated that movie very high. And then Netflix, this changed my life, but Netflix suggested that I watch Lie to Me which is a 2011 mm. K-drama starring Yoon Eun-hye and Kang Ji-hwan, which is not a very good K-drama, but I watched it. <laughs> there was something in it. The magic sauce was in it. Yeah. And mm. I watched Boys Over Flowers after that. And that was strange and addictive and tropey and toxic. And that was it. Like, the rest is history. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't know Netflix was like hosting any dramas back then. I, I remember back in like 2013 or something, there was a brief moment in time where I think Amazon Prime had a few dramas on there. Um, there's dramas on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I know there's now, mean. but there was a moment back then when there was, and I was like, oh, cool. And I got right. back into it. And then they all disappeared. And I was like, I guess that was just that. And I moved <laughs> well, on. Well, it's, I'm sure that it's the licensing yeah. stuff. Like yeah, Netflix licenses yeah. it for a certain amount of time, right. and then they just disappear when the license expires. But I'm sure that at some point, Netflix looked at the numbers and said, 
there's money to be had here with these K-dramas. <laughs> right, because right. look at the renaissance that we're having now yeah, with the K-dramas totally. on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I always think they must have so much data in terms of like the crackiness, all right, the addictiveness of K-drama. They must right. see how basically people <laughs> just go, yep, and the next episode, yep, the next episode. And I'm like, oh, she was up till three o'clock, like three nights in a row. Like They have all of it. <laughs> yeah. Netflix yeah. knows no- more about me than my own family does, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> it's kind of scary when you think of it. <laughs> it's, it is scary. There's a lot of my digital footprint. I don't want to think about like... <laughs> Hey, but it's a good oh. thing, right? Because more money's going into K dramas. We're like, well, mm. hopefully, hopefully, more writers are getting um, the money. Oh yeah, Absolutely. anyway. But it's all yeah. good. It's all good, right? And so then you have a blog, right? So did the did the blog come first and then podcasting, or how did this how did this yeah. all come about? Yeah, exactly. So I I started the Tebok K Rambles blog in 2017 as a direct result of how bad The Bride of Habeck was, that show with Nam Joo Hyuk. <laughs> I said, <laughs> so that show is trash, bro. And I needed I needed a place to vent. Yeah. And I thought, why not just like write my, my thoughts down and set up a blog as sort of a review diary? And if someone reads mm. it, great. If not, then this is for me. Yeah. And then the, so I did that for a few years. And then the podcast started happening because I was already a podcaster. My good friend Rico had decided to start a movie podcast in 2018. And he asked each person from our friends group to sort of co-host an episode with him. And it was very grassroots. Mm. Like nobody had any equipment. He was (laughs) editing through the anchor app. Like it was very like down and dirty. And he had me on as a guest and it was super fun. And after Mm. a while, he just stopped asking me to be a guest. I was just a (laughs) co-host. Always the critic movie podcast. So Mm. come 2020, early 2021, I decided to look at the numbers on the blog for for once. I just I was like, well, like how many people are coming to see the blog? Like, what are the most popular ones? And I was shocked at how many people came to the site just to read the Cave Rambles blog. And so I went to Rico and I said, look, like there's a market for this. Like I, I you can I had like crazy eyes, like you know those memes of like math and like people having these grand conspiracy right? theories. Like that's the vibe that I came to Rico with. I was like, look. The people really want to hear about the K-dramas. And maybe we can try doing one season of Tebaki Rambles podcast. And even though it's not his thing, he said sure. And I went mad creating a logo, setting up the socials, designing posts, just getting immersed in the K-drama community, which I admittedly had never been a part of in any real capacity up until that point. So I quickly found that I loved it. I love talking to people about K-dramas, what many would consider like a guilty pleasure, something really odd that is, that's watching television shows, not from your culture in a different Mm. language, reading subtitles. These are all like, people don't get this. Yeah, yeah. And the podcast and the social aspect has been really fulfilling for me. That's the best part of doing this. Oh, that's so great. Awesome. So, I mean, if you've been doing it for so long, do you have a, and you've been watching K-dramas for so long, have you ever had a year or maybe part of a year where you just thought, you know, I'm not really feeling it. Um, the K-dramas aren't doing it for me or I'm in a bit of a slump. I don't really have the energy for this. Like, what have you had that before? Yes, multiple times. How many times can I say yes? Because yes to all those. <laughs> 100%. 
I've said I've said this to people who have messaged me before, but you don't have to watch everything that comes out or be be happy like, and satisfied with everything that airs in a given year. I have seasons of life that are more busy, where I'm swamped with work, where I have family emergencies, where I'm just too tired to watch dramas and I never mind putting out content. So I know that right now I've just sort of stopped blogging about dramas and that could be a season that I'm in or that could be just because I'm putting all of my efforts into podcasting and maintaining the socials for Debak Pod. Mm. I'm a mood watcher and sometimes I want to watch a C-drama. Or other times, I don't want to watch any dramas at all. I don't feel like it. And Mm -hmm. I'd rather watch a movie or whether that's in English or some other language. And I just have learned to have a lot of grace for myself. And I think that people should too. Because I feel like everyone goes through this journey Mm -hmm. where they're like, oh my God, this is so new. This is so cool. I'm going to watch everything and anything I can get my hands on. But at the end of the day, like you don't want to burn yourself out either. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You should take breaks. And if you're not feeling it, don't feel guilty about missing dramas. Like they're always going to be there to yeah. me. Like, oh, I can just yeah. go back and watch yeah. it. Like it's not even a huge deal. So, yeah, I think I felt the same way about like dropping dramas because I remember I didn't really drop a drama when I first started. Um, and then I got to the point where I'm just like, seriously, I will never watch all the K-dramas that are in this world. Like I I need to be kinder to myself and just not just slog through things that are just, yeah. you know, not. And then I yeah. think also the more you watch K-dramas, the more you get it. You can get a feel in the first two or three episodes sometimes mm-hmm. that this writer's style or often their humor, because I struggle a lot with Korean humor sometimes, is just <laughs> not going to work for me. Um, and I can see that it works for other people, but it just isn't like, so one of my most recent ones was destined with you that I had that feeling like yeah. it just was, it felt messy for me. And I was just like, I, I kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah. I, I, I dropped it. Uh, and I yeah. don't regret it. Cause there's, like you said, there's just so much stuff. You're never going to watch it all anyway. Exactly. Like why yeah. even try to break yourself over, like get enough sleep, like try and get to sleep <laughs> early if you can and just prioritize yourself over watching the dramas because at the end of the day, like Tongyin is not going to come out and be like, thank you so much for staying up to 4 a.m. and getting late to work and, you know, getting a whack sleep schedule just to watch my drama. Like that's oh, never going to happen. So just you know relax everybody just relax we're gonna you can get through the drama in a reasonable fashion and it'll be there I know it's it's really exciting but I think after a while I just get weary and I'm like I don't I think I'm just too old maybe at this point like (laughs) what's 2011 was over 10 years ago I've you know I'm just like okay I love the the hype and enthusiasm but I can hype and enthusiasm from six to like midnight (laughs) and then I can go to sleep and get you know a few hours of sleep and then wake up and do it all over again (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so as a as a more established fan (laughs) um how have you felt um k-dramas have developed over time because um i I had this conversation with sarah um not long ago where she said i have a really hard time watching the older dramas like from like 10 years ago or before like the production value i mean all of these details that they you know it doesn't 
quite get me. And so, I mean, you've been watching since back then when the production value and the wardrobe and all of these things um, were not quite as refined as they are now. And I'm, I'm sure like the storylines also have changed over time. Yeah. Um, um, so how, how do you feel about, you know, how they've developed uh, in good ways and bad ways? Um, and how do you feel that the industry as a whole has grown since you started watching? Yeah, this is a great question. And um, I've been doing a lot more older K-dramas on the the podcast because of this feeling that is so prevalent. I had no idea. I was like, oh, people don't want to watch older K-dramas. Why? Why is that? Because some of them are really great. And I remember being so enthralled. And why would I be enthralled if it was so cringy and dated? So (laughs) I... I love revisiting them and sometimes it's warranted and other times I'm like, no, this is still amazing. Like you should definitely <laughs> give this a shot. There are yeah. things that you cannot help but find dated, like fashion, hairstyles, cars, phones. If they ha- if they're heavy on like calling each other in the in the show, you're gonna and you're watching it today, you're gonna be like, Oh my god, look at that flip phone. <laughs> oh my god, look at those charms on the phone. Oh my gosh, look at this. They're taking forever to text each other. I feel like you're talking about Full House. (laughs) Full House is definitely that happens in Full House. Um, But I think that what I gravitated towards back then was not necessarily because sometimes it still looks really cringe and dated back then. But what I was gravitating towards was the characters and the stories that were told and the tropes that now seem really familiar to me like the back of my hand but back then I was like this is all new and cool the production values back then obviously very low because they weren't getting outside money back then this was just like homegrown for a Korean audience and that's something that I actually miss is that back in the older dramas there's a lot more Koreanness and shows that have a lot more Korean culture in them and things that like just fly over our heads because it's not our culture and I took I was relishing all of those times I would watch a drama and I would have to stop and look something up mm-hmm. I'd be like what is this th- what's the deal with 49 days like what's the significance of 49 days mm-hmm. and the afterlife yeah. like I, I would look things up and be really proud of myself that I learned something new and that going forward I can understand why somebody's in-laws are really upset that they didn't come to visit them in full Hanbok like regalia to after they got married like things like that were like mm-hmm. people don't get that and it's come yeah. less and less over the years as the k-dramas air because they're catering to us they're catering to an international audience mm-hmm. and they're cutting down on all of that koreanness stuff that makes it unique so you get yeah. mo- shows like moving from this year which feels like a western show mm-hmm. there's not a lot of koreanness in that at all mm-hmm. so I think that's a huge difference from the shows back then and now, not to mention the just the fashion hairstyles, which were atrocious sometimes, but you just kind of learn to like see past it. I, that's the thing, right? You just had to see past it. And back then there were so many male leads that were red flags that they had toxic traits. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And yeah. It's only in recent years that you have these wonderful green flag, you know, protagonists, these right. guys that are really getting it they're they're built differently they're written differently and they're a little softer on the eyes in terms of like i'm not seeing a lot of red here <laughs> <laughs> not seeing a lot of bad traits and problematic behavior 
And mm-hmm. that's that's kind of nice to see that sometimes people just like to go back and get that old dose of like just just bad behavior <laughs> from these male leads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in small yeah. doses, it's great. Um uh-huh. old dramas, they used to do a lot less genre mixing. They used to stick to like one. If you were watching a melodrama, it oh. was a freaking melodrama you feel me yeah like nowadays <laughs> you get like a lot of genre mixing like you'll yeah. have a little bit of mystery thriller here and you'll get a lot oh there's a fantasy yep. element over here and like a lot of genre mixing nowadays versus back then I think it was a little more straight and you knew what you were getting mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah do you do you ever do you ever watch um like the morning dramas like the you know they're sixty episode long, kind of more like family oriented. Yeah. Like um, recently I I mean not recently but the most recent ones I watched were like Once Again and My Father Is Strange, mm-hmm. um both of which I really enjoyed. But I when you were talking about how how uh, Korean dramas have lost a lot of their Koreanness, I thought oh, but those still feel very Korean and kind because of old fashioned who- to me. They are, and I used to watch them <laughs> a lot more, but now because they take so long, <laughs> there's so many episodes, yeah. I would find myself increasingly dropping those. So I was like, oh, I, I feel bad, but yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be here for those that many episodes of a family drama, of a weekend drama. So I would just I would tend to drop those. So now I've just cut them out of like the K yeah. my K drama diet yeah. entirely. Mm. And there's some that I want to get to. Like my father's strange is one that's been on my watch list forever, but that one's really good. <laughs> yeah. They're just a little less accessible than the okay. shorter 16 yeah. to 20 episode dramas, Absolutely, which is something else, right? Like now we have multi-season yeah. dramas. Yeah, That was always not the case <laughs> back in the day. You just have your, your one season, some of them would have, it would be like a, you know, like the reply series. Oh, that's three separate stories, but they all have the same vibe, same writers, same everything. Right. Mm. Or you'd have the let's eat series and each one would have a continue, maybe a continuation of the story, but again, same vibe, same characters, same writers and everything. And it's gone from the let's eat one, two, three, or reply 1997, 1988, whatever to, you know, alchemy of souls part two and it's like okay like a little less a little less nuanced i guess in the multi-season approach because it's directly influenced by the west by netflix's money and i i completely blame netflix for them doing multi-season k-dramas like dp and kingdom and um so many others like there's so many others now squid game is another one that's going to have a season two coming out shortly and netflix has has pushed the k-drama industry in in different ways and sometimes i think the industry pushes back and other times they're like okay yeah we'll do eight episodes and then we'll do another eight episodes next season right which sucks i think that sucks personally (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it certainly isn't. Um, it doesn't give you that feeling of completeness that that the typical, like the traditional K-drama does. Yeah. That's why I started K-dramas was because I didn't have, because I was coming from, you know, watching The Walking Dead with my family every Sunday night. And then we would all collectively be like, we're on season five and none of us are liking the story. They changed the writers. There was a writer strike, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, you have favorite seasons and seasons that are just terrible and you stop watching after a while. Yeah. 
I know what you mean. I know. You know, you, you understand, Sarah. Like, if you yeah. want to jump in, that's fine. Because we have, <laughs> we evidently agree with each other. <laughs> well, I kind of do and I don't. Like, I mean, I'm somebody who's got, I've got to Grey's Anatomy season 17. So I am, um, I, oh. I know this feeling, right? I totally know this feeling. But also, I'm also like, I finished moving and I'm just dying for a moving season two, right? I just really, like, the fan in me really wants one. Mm-hmm. Um, But then also, uh, we're getting an, extraordinary attorney woo season two as well and that like for what yeah that makes me think of it like (laughs) are you gonna i'm not feeling hopeful and then it kind of sours like season one so i'm a little bit on the fence with it like for for really good stuff i'm a bit in fact we were just talking weren't we grace before you joined jess that um grace has picked up one of your recommendations of 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 a drama that she's not watched which is move to heaven um which i love i love i love it (laughs) And I'm not gonna Kevin. I'm not gonna spoil it for Grace, but I found that the ending seemed to suggest there was gonna be more. Like the fan in me felt mm. like, hmm, why has that like that very end scene? Why have that? Why is the writer put that in? Why is the director put that in? Mm. Is it because we're gonna get a season mm. two? And it doesn't look like we're gonna get a season two, right? No. Yeah. So the fan <laughs> in me is kind of like mm, like a season two, but then there is part of me that's but like you know bully for you for leaving it alone like bully for yes. you for not giving us yeah crash landing on you season two even though <laughs> right. lots of people wanted to see it yeah yeah absolutely yeah um I mean I I'm okay with multiple season shows when that was the plan to begin with right Thank you. I have a problem with the multiple season shows where it's like, oh, we're just doing so well. We just we're going to push it into. And I think that the original Afternoon podcast mentioned this too, like how like, you know, they start having to make the characters do things that are totally out of character. Yeah. They start having to break people up and kill people off because Mm -hmm. they just need to extend it longer. Make make conflict. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. To, to create that conflict but so I really I enjoy those those shows where it's like we've planned to do three mm-hmm. seasons that's it yeah um you know there won't be any more um so I I, I actually I mean I I don't super like the multiple season um sh- shows because I have to wait like alchemy of souls I didn't like that I had to wait but I knew that it was planned so that part didn't bother me right you know and I, yeah I don't yeah. like the waiting. I appreciate the planning. But again, if you have two seasons of eight episodes, just do it all at once. Like to me, that's <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. what are you exactly. waiting for? Like right. the glory is another example of like, I yeah. freaking hated that wait for part two because it was genuinely a continuation of the story. You needed yeah. to watch part two to get the full right. arc. Mm. And for why? Why did they wait to to? <laughs> put out part two it didn't make any sense to me and i don't like that it's a slippery slope that now they're going to start abusing it like the west has yeah 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 agree (laughs) (laughs) right so the other thing that we often ask is getting to know you in 5k dramas so 5k dramas to know you and they don't have to be your top five ever um but they could just be five that kind of represent your tastes or the broad kind of spectrum of your taste uh Mm. uh or the ones that mean the most to you this is also a very great question and i'm sure you guys know i don't really like ranking things (laughs) (laughs) because i don't like pitting things against each other i 
but I'll, I think this is a fun question just to get, get to know me better. So I will go with, um, I'll go with Goblin because I think this was, I watched it as it was airing. And this was one of those that I remember being part of the frenzy. I remember waiting for episodes. I remember thinking this is really weird. I don't like where this is going. Oh my God. I love how this is going. And, you know, like having that up and down feeling mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. episodes were airing the Kong Yu thing, like he was the best he's ever looked in that drama. Kim Go-un as well. She was just like a triumph in that. I thought the acting was superb. And it's one of the better fantasy K-dramas and did something that a lot of others can't seem to do. And it had this broad appeal. And I just I remember feeling so comforted by goblin and rewatching it for the podcast was so much fun it is not a perfect show Mm. i can nitpick it like anybody else can (laughs) i see the issues the age gap all the things i get it i totally get it (laughs) i love it i love that show (laughs) so i'll say goblin for my first one my second one i'll go with happiness because it scratches that really violent zombie ish itch that's inside of me it's like very there's something about it that I'm like yeah this captures the dichotomy of myself which is Mm. I like romance and I like scary things sometimes and Mm -hmm. if I get to you know off a few zombies without much detriment to myself and I have this like hot guy backing me up I'm all I'm all in like that's me yeah so I really love Han Hyoju as well. She's I one of my favorite her. act favorite she's, actresses. She's so so every time she's in a drama, I'm like, absolutely. She picks her projects really well. And maybe her mm. character and happiness is how I see myself, where I'm just kind of like, no nonsense, especially in a survival situation. She's like the character that I am, that I'm yelling at the screen, like, why are we wasting time? Let's go. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know. <laughs> so maybe that's maybe that's how I aspire to be as well is her character and happiness. So Mm. that's another show that I'll bring up. I will, this is a little sideways, but I'll say the show Save Me. Have you guys watched the show? No. It has, oh my God, it's got uh, Wu Do-hwan in it. Oh. Oh. Uh, Taekyeon as well, the villain from Vincenzo. Yeah. Oh. And it has the female lead from It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Okay, Soyeji. Soyeji. Yeah. This show is an OCN drama, I believe. OCN dramas that network are there's just notorious for being really dark. Right. This drama is about the female lead trying to escape a cult that her family has unwittingly become a part of. And it was so triggering for me because in growing up, I had also been a part of like cultish abusive churches twice in my life. And so the amount of stuff that they got right and the way that they were manipulating the congregants and the very high stakes nature of it, because she's desperately trying to get out, but she also doesn't want to leave her family. Who's Mm. like drinking the Kool-Aid basically. And I was so, I was like messed up after every episode. I was like, Oh my God, this is really heavy and real and there was something so true and authentic about it that I hadn't seen in any other cage it was very brave and I don't recommend people watch it unless they (laughs) get all unless they get all those trigger warnings and this is like their type of genre it's very dark yeah 
it mm-hmm. it doesn't really have a satisfactory ending as well. It just yeah. felt very realistic and um the acting was great. I loved it, but also I recognize that maybe I'm the target audience for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um it's very cautionary tale type stuff. And mm-hmm. that's a huge one that I remember. And people don't usually watch that kind of drama. Yeah. So. Yeah. No really romance. Yeah. <laughs> no romance. Um, the last one I'll say, hmm, I'll go with The Princesses Man, which I mentioned earlier. I think before we got on, I mentioned it. But The Princesses Man is a saguk. It's a historical drama. It's like from 2011, 2012. And... It's the first one that I thought I need to rewatch this immediately. I just loved it. It was like had all the K-drama crack moments to me. And what was what sold me on it was that a lot of people get really hung up on the or don't like the politics in these historical dramas. They're like, Mm -hmm. I don't care about all this like politics stuff in the royal court. I just want the romance. Well, in this case, the only politics you get are in direct relation to this relationship and how they can make it or they don't make it like Mm. vice versa. And so it was so intertwined so well in this really sort of Romeo and Juliet type romance. And I was like, it was, it was so addicting. And the hero goes on this gigantic ass journey that takes him away from the female leaf for a lot of the show. And she's so brave against this her father who was a real historical king and they kind of like they framed it as you know she did this horrible thing which was fall in love with someone <laughs> that they didn't approve of basically they couldn't be together and she was erased from history so that's why you know you don't know about this other oh, daughter of this king wow so yeah. interesting. Ooh. it was amazing so i'll put in <laughs> i'll put in the princess's man no one ever talks about that one i don't know why no one ever like refers mm. to it but yeah to satisfy that awesome. sort of historical, romantic, end-all, be-all type of show, that's my pick. Wait, was uh-huh. that four? Do I have one more? <laughs> I wasn't counting. <laughs> so go- Goblin, Happiness, Save Me. Yeah, that was four. <laughs> oh, okay, I got one more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can tell I was not a math major when I went to school. So I'll go... <laughs> I will go with Our Beloved Summer. I'll just go with Our Beloved Summer. It's a beautiful show. The cinematography is stunning. And it's sort of a different type of couple as well. You know, Mm -hmm. they had already had a relationship and then they get back together. And will they, won't they? Will she get over her sort of complexes and issues that she had that caused her to break up with him in the first place? And it's a very comforting show. To me, this is a very autumn fall season show Mm -hmm. and it's got a gorgeous ost it does yeah gorgeous ost it's it's just very comforting to watch it's easy to watch and uh i recommend that one but i but i love it like for me (laughs) yeah yeah oh me too great i love your five there's like there's real breadth there so yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is it is a really like getting to know you five yeah. I, I, I feel like a real getting yeah. to know you five yeah 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 <laughs> um you mentioned um that you really like Han Hyoju um and like she picks her projects really well and stuff like that do you um do you have like f- favorite actors or actresses like her whose dramas you kind of always watch uh whether or not the hype works out 
I want to say no because, because <laughs> I've learned that everybody has flops. Every <laughs> single person has flops and, sure. and shows that just don't work out. And I totally get that. Like it might look really good in a script form or you like her, you acting against, or you like the director or the writer. Mm. And then the project just doesn't work for whatever reason. Every single actor has projects like that. So I (laughs) don't necessarily trust that like, it's going to work out 100% of the time for these actors and actresses. Han Hyoju is like a special case that like a lot of her stuff really does hit, even though you can find problems with, (laughs) with everything you can, you can not like whatever for whatever reason. I would say that these actresses and actors come close to like your description of like, I'm all in. I've bought all the stock in these in these actors and actresses, and I love their projects for the most part. So Hanyo Ju is one. IU is another one. I think mm. IU is really great as I an actress. Them. Yeah. Though not, not in Moon Oh, wait. Lovers. Let's talk about IU. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just finished your Moon Lovers Scarlet Heart Rio past podcast, which I found very satisfying. Um, I kind of was agreeing with you pretty much all of it. So I did my own deep dive with um, Leah from Afternoon <laughs> Delight. Um, and for her, this is one of her top three, five dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just loves this drama, like unreservedly, and yeah, has been talking yeah. about it for a very, very long time. And you know, it's super hard to find to watch, but. Um, uh, yeah, I found it to watch and I went through it. But obviously my expectations have been set quite high oh, by oh, Leah's right. love for this drama. Right. And, and it's a pretty like famous drama. I mean, we're always seeing memes about it, right? Always. It's like a classic yeah. drama for so many people. Like so many people know it. Um, and I love like crazy historicals that are super melodramatic and... Um, <laughs> And might not have a happy ending. Like I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I, you know, if it's got dark emotion and lots of melodrama, I'm, I'm cool. I don't need a happy ending. Um, so I went in with it with a lot of expectations of how it was like. And also, can I just say also like my mister is one of my is my top K drama. So oh, I love my mister. I, I love yeah. my mister, and I loved IU in it, and I loved her in Hotel Del Luna. Uh, where I just thought she was just so kick-ass so in Moon Lovers where and you pointed this out on your podcast where there's just so many close-ups of her face where she's like got nothing to say she's got nothing to say like she could be literally thinking about what she's gonna have for tea today or she could be about to die we don't know because her face looks exactly the same and it was just like what have you done to like such a good act? Well, well, or rather, how much did she yeah. improve? Like from that, obviously, query early drama <laughs> right. to, to her later drama. <laughs> right? Yeah, we. Yeah, I think we she saw... improved a lot. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I I've seen one of her like earlier dramas dramas, and I I dropped it. It was one of those like morning drama, sixty episode things. Um, what was it called? The... Oh shoot! Um, because I, I think I watched this what... one. I don't remember what it's called, but it's the one where she is the secret daughter of a famous yes. actress. Yes. <laughs> I watched that one too. And I dropped it because it was too long, but I watched them both oh. of it. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, she's definitely improved from, from that yes. one. Yes. That was nuts. That like plot. That, and it's so slow. Yeah. It was oh, so all, slow. Oh, all the parents were terrible. All the parents were so terrible. <sighs> yeah. And then she took like acting lessons from her biological mother because she didn't know that that was her mom anyway (laughs) yep yep so bad I tried so hard to like it because the the male lead is also you know um um hospital playlist um male lead Uh the 
Lead vocals, doctor. Yes, yes, yes. 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 The liver, the liver doctor. The liver doctor. Yes, yes. So I was like, please, I need to like this. Didn't work out for me. She's in. She's in a new drama soon, right? I've just logged on to Asian Wiki just to see what drama it is you were talking about. But yeah, she has a she has a new work coming out soon. Thank you for your hard work. It's called. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's hope it, I hope it's good. She's good. Even if <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to go so far to say this because Scarlet Heart is like looming over the whole thing. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Kim Go Eun is another one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I love, I love Kim Go Eun. She has not she's been in great. that much. She has not been in that many dramas, but I think she's really good. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think she's had a flop yet. Has yeah, she? I well, she's in the trap, girl. Oh, she's, she's in, in the trap. trap. You know, trap. I enjoyed oh. that though. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I like watched the whole thing. It was so toxic. I have but not I seen the whole it. Thing, but way back when I watched it, I did enjoy it enough to watch the whole thing. Um, I yeah, I remember yeah. watching the whole thing and it was weird. It felt like the writers switched fr- like they didn't care to have the male lead come back and be the male lead. They just thought the second male lead should take over and you know what that's exactly what happened is because the male lead in that show and i can't remember the actor's name but he said some stuff about like i don't like how basically criticizing how they were adapting the show from the webtoon oh. and the writer didn't like that and so he basically got <gasps> written out of the show oh it's like it's like jerry that's and friends <laughs> <laughs> yes days of our lives <laughs> so there's a a lot of reasons why that show just was weird and had a a lot of toxicity mm-hmm. but then right. pacing issues they didn't uh, again they couldn't decide who they wanted her to end up with and mm. it was bizarre not a not a great show but a no. lot of people are advocating for it nowadays and that's really? i admire that yeah <laughs> Oh, interesting. I feel like that would be a show that would I would go back to and be like, no, 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 not good yes. anymore. Yeah. I think back when I was getting back into K dramas, I would basically like take anything. <laughs> like I just like just wanted yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> give it all to me, <laughs> take my money, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I definitely after years of it though, it's like. No, I know when I'm not going to go back to something. <laughs> like the two Chong Hae-yoon shows that <laughs> I have been limping through. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Sarah. <laughs> you don't have to apologize to me. It's fine. I, I mean, love Chong Hae-yoon. Oh, my God. What show? He's great, but One Spring Night and uh, what, um, something, something in the, the Rain. rain. I'm, I'm watching Those are the same together. two ri- The same writer for both of those yeah. shows. Yeah, and I think I don't like the writer and the yeah. pacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think I've, I've officially let them go at this point. Yeah. yeah. I dropped yeah. one spring night as a matter of fact, because I just hated the female lead. I just thought she was so like wishy-washy and unlikable. Mm. And she was so mean toward this single dad who was so precious. And I was like, I can't, I, I'm not going to root for <laughs> her to end up with him so i just dropped it like pretty early on like mm. the first five episodes or something oh interesting yeah, yeah I... it's, it's that's one of my five get to know you dramas <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> no, I, I didn't dislike her. I thought when she was mean, she was mean for good reasons. Like she was like calling him out on some of the like stuff she was he was doing as a parent that, you know, like Yeah. blaming his kid for his own feelings about, you know, things and stuff like that. I also I don't feel know. like they barely know each other. Why is she commenting on his shit? <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. Mind your Like business, as a single lady. parent, and I'm not a single parent, but as a, if I was, and I just met this guy and he's real cute and whatever, I would never be like, you're, you're behaving the wrong way towards your child. I hope you know that. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> who am I? Or who are you? <laughs> you know, that is, I, I just I, had I a lot of issues. that's true. I will say that's quite Asian though. Like every Asian Yeah. has a right to talk about how you should bring up your kid. Like that's just, Oh, no, that's everything. just, Like if yeah, everything everything. that's off limits in, in the West is very much totally, you know, Within, within limits. uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So So maybe that's why it yeah, didn't hit me so much. Cause I right. kind of felt like that way. Gotcha. Same, Yeah. same. And actually I do feel like people that has have did struggle through one spring night um, because I think there is so much like patriarchy through it. I, I find it quite hard. I think um, if you view it from a Western lens, cause you just like this dad is toxic. Like, why didn't you just tell him to like go F himself and, you know, just go and be Yeah. with your man, you know? Um, and so the, the frustration of all that is, but I'm, I'm um, on episode 14 of something in the rain and I am, Oh, bless you. I am hate watching it right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally only watching it just to see what happens in the end, but I'm really, and I don't like getting mad at Sunye Jin. Yeah. I just don't like, I, I love her so much and I just don't, She's but, so frustrating in that but show. in that drama, she is, oh, and the thing is like, it's a Nuna romance, but he's the adult, you know, that's what really, <laughs> like, it's just so anyway. yeah Anyway, yeah 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 you'll definitely ben i'm not gonna say you're gonna benefit but i think it'll be helpful to hear <laughs> the podcast review we did on something in the rain my guest caitlin i thought she might like the show <laughs> I, I was like all right so caitlin what did you think of something in rain she's like i did not like this show like she came in hot and i was like oh okay like let's talk about it <laughs> i love caitlin But you'll probably agree with a lot of her takes on that okay show. good Yeah, all right nice I conversation about it. I will save that. I will save that. I've been venting on <laughs> on the on Instagram about it actually. But for it's I saw, it's I saw, I've resisted it's the urge to be like, joining I in understand. the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, what so I found interesting was for so many people, this was not a, a drama for them. So they they really love it for nostalgic reasons, whilst also being, um, you know. yeah understanding of its faults but at the same time kind of like but I really love and I get I get it I think the early the first half of it you know the whole falling in love thing was is super cute First and I half actually is beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah love story. And then her mom <laughs> gets involved and oh gosh it's she like is watching toxic the Titanic sinking. You're just like, yeah I can't, there's not enough lifeboats. So um, it's bad. I mean, yeah nobody likes that mom. She's one of the worst moms in K-drama, I think. She is. She is. <laughs> And Period. I think it's like, I think it's the hypocrisy. I think that's, that's Yes. the most, Mm. but uh, yeah, she is, she is classic. Like to me, she feels very old school Asian mum. like, you know, cause Yes, I grew up with Hong Kong absolutely. dramas and she feels really old school. Like that's what, that's what, that's what mothers-in-laws Mm-hmm. Yeah. were like 
in all oh, the right. dramas when I was growing up. Yeah. She's just foul. She's just yeah. foul. Foul really woman. Oh. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we dis- we derailed you a little bit because you've got a Kim Goen as as Oh yeah. Oh so yes. sorry. <laughs> I'll recap. I'll recap. So for the for actresses, I have IU, Hanya Ju, and Kim Goen. For Some male actors, choices. I I don't think we need to go into specifics, but Jung Ae-in is one of those. Yeah. <laughs> actors. Yeah. I think him. Song Joong Ki used to be one. So did Lee Min Ho or Lee Min Ho mm. used to be one for me, but I've, they've kind of like phased out. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, they came out with the drama. Mm. I'll watch it at some point. <laughs> and then <laughs> Sarah, um, Nam Joo Hyuk is one for me. Mm-hmm. And this is hard for me to say because I don't think I've watched everything that he's been in, but I think that he has really improved over time especially considering that i started this whole journey this whole tampak journey based on the worst drama his drama was terrible he was not good in that drama but he's on this list just saying <laughs> a lot and then there's a couple up and comers like we june i feel like is quickly gonna oh, be on good. this like mm. oh i've bought all this stock in we june same with chaiwushik i mm. think he's really really interesting he's sort of a different mm. like male lead and i'm very interested to see what projects he chooses going forward so those are some names just to wrap it up so i i may have blacked out for half a second but you were like his drama was terrible and i i like i didn't catch who you were talking about oh nam do hyuk Oh yeah, no! no the, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And it was the bride. Yeah, yeah. Was it called the bride? The, the bride, bride of Havoc. Yeah, yeah. He's like a water god <laughs> with blue hair and yeah. falsies. Oh, okay, okay. okay. And then Sorry, they send him to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never yeah. saw that one. Don't. It looked, it looked uh, pretty goofy to me. Really, don't. <laughs> I've Watch heard, it. I've heard lots of people oh. say that. So yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so mad. So now instead of drop, I rarely drop shows now because I just sniff out the ones that I'd rather watch, and I know I'm gonna like enjoy. So I really haven't dropped a drama in a really long time mm. See, because I, I don't. I, yeah. I know not to guinea pig myself anymore. Yeah, you're, you're- so you're smart. I, I I have for two years in a row. I have done this like end of year K drama quiz where you write the most anticipated drama of the next year. Oh. And for two years in a row, my most do anticipated this. drama was one I dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Which two? <laughs> um. So the first year I did it, it was thirty nine. Um. Because oh. I was really looking forward to yeah. Sonia Jin's kind of comeback after Crash Landing on You and then right. I'm a huge Hospital Playlist fan so I was like mm-hmm. oh I really want to see Jeremy Do in something else and oh god it was awful um, so I dropped <laughs> it and then uh, this year it was uh, again um, comeback for um, uh, also in Crash Landing on You who was the second male lead Kim yes yes Duncan um... Kim Jong-hyun um yeah. had come with mm. Kokdu season of deity uh which was horrific um, so i dropped that too those it, let me tell you i never click play on a fantasy <laughs> k drama the first 2 3 weeks that it's out 
Yes, it is not. It, they do not have a good track record, and the writers that mm. tend to write the fantasy K dramas, some of them are big names like the Hong sisters. Don't trust. I don't trust it. I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry about it. It'll come out. It'll come out. Like you'll you'll be online and people are like, I don't know about this show, guys. I think I'm gonna drop whatever, whatever. And I'm like, Yep, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. I think I will. I will learn. I will learn. I will learn. <laughs> so now it's time for our language section. Since uh, you mentioned um, princess, the princess's man. <laughs> um, you you had um, you had a question about language in that um, for for us, I think, for this section. Yeah, I did, and it had to do with the female lead, Moon Taewon. When I first watched this drama, this is a 2011 drama, I loved it. I thought it was so well done and well acted and, you know, well written and stuff. And when I went online, the chatter was all about how the actress Moon Tae-won like could not speak in mm. that old style, like the high level mm-hmm. of Korean that is used in the historical dramas. And they were like her, her whatever it's called. They were like, she can't do it. (laughs) And I was like shocked because obviously as a Westerner, as an international audience, I don't know the nuances of what is a good, you know, performance in this dialect for lack of a better word and what's a Mm -hmm. good, good one. And so it all, it took me going back and rewatching the show, which I wanted to do anyways, because I loved it for me to notice. Oh yeah. She just sounded a little like herky jerky a little haltering in the way she spoke it instead of being sort of smooth with it like everybody else was. And Uh I don't know if you had any thoughts about it or if you had heard something similar for other shows, other historicals, you sort of pick up on that. My original answer to Jess's very good question was a little too off the cuff and I realized upon thinking about it further that it was probably totally wrong. (laughs) So this is a re-recording of the answer about the formal Korean that's used in Sagooks. So I haven't seen The Princess's Man, so I can't speak to um, Moon Taewon's specific use of this, this kind of high Korean language, this um, archaic Korean language. But I think that I can understand why she would have gotten complaints because um, it is a very kind of specific type of language. And even though I don't think it's a specific accent or dialect, it has um, characteristics of those things because you use different endings and uh, there's a different intonation and delivery um, for a lot of the the words and um, even within the saguks you know you will notice that when people are addressing the king there's like an extra level of formality versus when they're just talking conversationally talking to each other um, they even there the you might be able to hear a difference. Um, So I think that, um, you know, people who have uh, seen a lot of saguks and are familiar with that very high 
um, kind of lofty language that uh, is used um, would notice. And the reason I say that is, um, so I actually grew up hearing a bit of that language when I was a kid because I went to a Korean American church and the way that that worked was usually there was like an English language service for like the younger people. And then there was a Korean language service for the, for the older people. But sometimes we had like joint worships or whatever. And so I sat through a lot of these um, Korean language services and most of, most of the sermon would be, in just regular conversational Korean, a little bit stylized, of course. Um, but you could tell almost immediately when there was a switch. Um, um, and the switch in particular was when prayers began. Because the language used to address kings is similar, really, really similar, if not the same, as a language that is still used in churches and things to address um, God. So when you're praying, you're directly addressing God. So that there would be a switch in that in that language. And you know, I heard these prayers in church, and then I also heard these kinds of prayers um, at like gatherings at people's homes. And you could tell, like, um, who's good at that kind of prayer and who is not. Like, um, I don't think my dad in particular was, like, super good at that kind of language. Uh, he came to the States when he was 15. So um, I think I could, I could tell, like, the difference between my dad's level of, like, formal praying versus, like, the pastor's level of formal praying. Um, so even for me, a uh, Korean American who, like, you know, I didn't grow up speaking a lot. I, I grew up hearing a lot. Um, it was a bit different. And so I think for native Korean speakers, it would, it would be pretty noticeable if someone couldn't speak that language, that type of language easily. Um, and then, uh, so I haven't actually heard of of this kind of criticism about others haguks, but I have seen in some haguk dramas um, places where they emphasize, like especially in the fish out of water, I am suddenly have time traveled um, back to Chosun. You know, so uh, a couple of instances of this are um, uh, Mr. Queen and um splash splash love and i bet it's also a thing in um scarlet heart rio um so it's rio i think because it's supposed to be for korea which is uh, the period before chosun but anyway um so i'm sure that, that there are parts of that where you know iu i think has traveled back in time, I, I believe, <laughs> um, based on what I've heard about that show. Um, so I think there are times when um, you will notice like she's not speaking the way that she's supposed to uh, in the way that the people of that time are speaking. Um, but they use it for that effect, you know, that fish out of water effect and then splash, splash, love, same thing. Um, Mr. Queen, I think there was something similar and then they like have the female protagonist like quickly catch on or something. <laughs> um, the other thing is, you know, 
even though I am not a super great Korean speaker, because I've heard Korean a lot, I can tell when different kind of Korean is being used. And I'm sure like even even people, avid, you know, Korean drama fans can quickly pick up like, oh, this dialect is being used uh, or a dialect is being used. Even if they don't know, can't identify which dialect, they can tell, oh, there's been a shift. Um, and then when we, when we spoke with Sophie and she switched from the standard Korean accent to the Pusan dialect, we were like, oh, hey, that sounds kind of warmer, more friendly, kind of it has a different musicality to it, like a different intonation. And so I think we, we even those of us who don't speak Korean natively can tell when the people in the dramas are speaking a little bit differently. Um, now, it's probably harder. It's probably harder to distinguish when it's like everyone's speaking the same kind of Korean and one person is just a little bit off. And I imagine she was just a little bit off, like, and people are just, you know, not being very nice. <laughs> But, you know, like for dramas, they probably have people advising them on how to speak in a certain way. Um, maybe they didn't have that in the budget for, for The Princess's Man. Or maybe um, the, the script was being written and they were filming so quickly that she didn't get a chance to properly practice. This was 2011. Yeah, this was definitely happening. But yeah, my guess is people are just being overly harsh. Mm -hmm. And I felt so bad for her, too, because she I thought she did an excellent job acting. But, you know, she was just not, I guess, used to the archaic, you know, Korean that's sort of used. Yeah. Cool. Actually. Uh, yeah. So nothing I wanted to touch on and ask you, because obviously you're very you're out there on social media. Uh, so it's not just the podcast. Um, and I know from speaking to you before that sometimes when things you've put up are a little bit controversial, you've you've had quite strong reactions on social media. So I wanted to ask you how that's kind of, you know, because obviously maybe that's something you hadn't prepared for having started the blog and then the podcast. That's something you kind of had to grow to get used to. Or if you yeah. maybe not even used to it, but it just happens. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm used to it, but in every way that I can, I guess I'm more used to it now. And I think you're referring to like the Alchemy of Souls era, which I don't, I think I try to block it out actively. Like that era <laughs> was so weird and the toxic. And wow. I put some, like I had a whole series of like different, I, what I find funny, tick because there's not meant to be serious and anyway yes. like i'm here to have fun right <laughs> yeah, yeah not yeah. for a long time for yeah. a good time and i put some tiktoks up about alchemy of souls and my opinions and stuff like that and basically the long story short and how i actually feel about the show is that it's all style and no substance very little payoff and no nobody could handle it online it was there was such a toxic <laughs> fandom and it was so unsettling the fervor around the show because mm. they I mean they were basically belittling people for not thinking the same way that they do about mm -hmm. a television show so yeah, I was right. like I don't get it it's not that serious we can all disagree and go home and be yeah. perfectly fine and not have to you know have do person have personal attacks against people and 
I never wow. want to belittle someone for their taste in K-drama for liking something that I dislike and vice versa. But there was a lot of vitriol online for anyone who expressed any doubts about Alchemy of Souls or said anything remotely negative. It was just outrageous. Mm-hmm. And wow. it, was unre- it was unreasonable. Uh yeah, it's it, I just had to block a lot of people yeah. <laughs> on the accounts. I just don't even I don't argue with people in the comments. I just block them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's the um, sensible way. I just think everyone needs to relax. And something else <laughs> yeah. that came up during the Alchemy of Souls era, this wasn't even directed at me. It was directed at another creator who was, again, expressing like criticism of the show and said that um, Tanguk and Buyon did not have any chemistry. They did and not. I- they did not. <laughs> that's what she said that's my take too that's what she said and she said she was skipping all of their parts in the show and like she went on like her take and someone stitched her video and said i'd say more but i don't want to be rude to someone's grandma oh my gosh talking about the age of the original creator i was like what so it was so that toxic. It was basically oh let's goodness. have an open forum for tearing down this person because they don't agree with us. Oh, and they terrible. saw something different in the show. And the grandma comment like blew me away because people of all ages can enjoy a freaking K-drama. Like let them yeah. enjoy what they want to enjoy. Or and not enjoy. Or whatever, <laughs> not enjoy what they don't yeah. enjoy. It's not exclusive to young people. So I was really upset with the ageism comment yeah Yeah. wow the younger fans were like having issues with the like older people who actually were probably more mature and seasoned and had watched more k-drama and could understand and put together a really reasonable response to why they didn't like something an articulate way of expressing why they didn't like something in your show and there was a lot of comments that were just like no one is allowed to talk shit about aos no one <laughs> oh my god wow like really gross wow. behavior so Gosh. that's what i mean by the aos era like y'all need to calm down oh, because yeah. it's unacceptable <laughs> I just scrolled on by because i personally loved alchemy of souls so i just <laughs> scrolled on by i i didn't even realize there was so much toxicity because i was like you know, I I know that this is she doesn't really like it. So I I mean I I did it, uh, message you like I'm scared yeah. to listen to it. <laughs> and you don't but, have to but, like I'm not yeah, sitting here going you need to listen doing, to. It. <laughs> I know I never ended up doing it, but that but um because of that I didn't realize that all went down in your comments because oh, no. I didn't engage because I was like oh I'm I'm gonna wait and listen to this and then I'll I'll like look back at her mm. posts, but then I yeah. didn't. So. <laughs> Something yeah. Yeah, that is so terrible. I'm it was so terrible. Sorry. And something no, you don't have to be sorry. This isn't your fault at all. It's just <laughs> I know. I'm just I, I'm just sympathetic that the internet sucks, you know, sometimes. It's it was it was ugly. Comment sections. No. What was cool was that other people from other countries were finding the t- my TikToks and they were commenting and saying things that I already agreed with, but they were like, you know. Uh, AOS, what Alchemy of Souls is based off Xianxias and Wuxias and based on like the rich Chinese cultures and unique historicals that we have and the K- this historical K-drama is never going to outdo the doer and then people started harping on C-dramas talking about CGI, wigs dumping on the dubbing, high episode count, all these things and I was wow. like this opened a can of worms oh, because gosh. if you can get through oh my was, here's my thing, is like <laughs> 
if you can get through 30 episodes of Alchemy of Souls at over an hour a piece mm, each mm. episode, you have no leg to stand on when it comes to sea dramas because sea so dramas are now 40 episodes of 40 minutes. Yeah. And you're done. Yeah. Like you're out. Yeah. So there's no, I was like, what are you even arguing about? You're you're a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas I I didn't watch Alchemy of Souls when it was dropping. I only actually watched it like this year. So and I kind of sit maybe in between the two of you. So I uh I didn't feel their chemistry. I think Grace knows this. I wasn't it really in love with this drama from season one, uh, from the first part. And I kept mm. waiting for the magic to happen because I was like, come on, when is this like <laughs> <laughs> when is it going to hit me in the feels like it's hit everybody else? I finally got on board when it was in part two when it wasn't Muduk and Django because then, like, I felt the the chemistry better. Uh, you know when they swapped. Um, nah. What's her name? Yes, um, Naksu. 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 Yeah. When, <laughs> when they swapped when they swapped Naksu out, uh, that worked for me a lot. And then also just dark, tortured, slightly miserable Django was so much more hot. And like, but then you TV. didn't like Scarlet Heart because that's the same lead, basically. <laughs> Dark, tortured, <laughs> no toxic. Well, yeah. not toxic, but yeah. yeah. Uh, like, well, a uh, Jungle didn't commit incest, so that also didn't ick me out. Let's talk about the incest in Scarlet. Heart. No, I'm just kidding because I was like wild, 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 wild. And and also, uh, yeah, the, the female lead hadn't come from 2016 and been totally fine with living in Goryeo, like, Korea. Like, totally unfazed. I can like, yeah. make handmade soaps and cosmetics, yeah. too. I can I... do without electricity and hot water and poor hygiene, because, <laughs> you know, fuck that. Like, you know, who cares about that in modern life, right? Uh, we'll just sit here and, like, dunk on Scarlet Heart, if that's okay. Uh, no. <laughs> Going back to Alchemy of Souls, yes, that was a terrible time. And now I just have a zero tolerance policy because if someone comes through on the comments and just is crazy, I just block them. I do not care who you are. I don't care if you have a million followers or you have two followers and your profile photos of your dog, like you're getting blocked. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's good. That's that my good policy. Yeah. Yeah. That is. I, I don't, I haven't actually had much. The closest I got to hate was I watched uh, Moonshine, which is uh, another historical K drama that has probably gone under your radar and probably rightly should because it wasn't amazing. It was okay, but it was uh, Harry and uh, Yu Sung Ho. And Yu Sung Ho was the reason why I watched it. It was all right. It wasn't amazing. But she is, she is not. The best actress in K drama land, in my mm. opinion, and I felt like this role of hers had exposed it. But yeah, I had a Harry fan on it. my on my on my Instagram, just like like, how dare you write this about this? <laughs> how dare you express your opinions about someone I'm a huge fan of? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People just need to learn how to scroll on by. <laughs> It's, and the thing it's is, not I would a personal never, attack. It right. I would never think to comment on somebody else's video if it's a negative comment. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like personally, I never comment unless it's something nice and like you know, funny or funny, but never mean spirited or calling people names or ever. Like people are crazy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
And it was all like, or, or have a counter opinion, right? Just say that there were these scenes in this drama where she yes. was really amazing for you. And yeah. that is completely fine. But don't just like mm -hmm. hate at me because I dared to say something negative about your fave, you know. That's Who are you? Yeah. Who are yeah. you actually? <laughs> like, it's so brave. Keyboard warriors. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so. for asking this really triggering question, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're all here for the memories. We're all here for the memories. Um, so you're now covering more sea dramas too, right? So um, in fact, yeah. I think I messaged you specifically to thank you for your Love Between the Fairy and Devil episode because I had like just the world's worst hangover after that drama. And you had a two hour plus episode podcast on it, which to other people would be like, okay, you're kind of like nuts. I'm like, no, that's what I needed. Like at that time, like to come off of my, I needed to hang out with other people that were as obsessed as I was. Right. About it. Well, that's it the goal, really right? Helped. Is to make every episode like a little hangout and we'll chat about this drama. We'll just wind our mm -hmm. way through our feelings. The, I'm so glad you said that though about the love between fairy and devil episode because I was busting at the seams to talk about that one and you're mm -hmm. not the only one who's expressed really positive thoughts on that one yeah it was so, great it yeah. was really I good. love that show it's such a good show, such a good show. Um, I, just I can't believe it's been a year <laughs> I've been wanting like the next hit I've been wanting so on that like uh so I know you're starting a, a new series uh kind of with um Liliana from Teen Soju Pod yeah. and also uh who's your third co-host sorry oh Jim. Caitlin from No Sleep for Dramas ah, yeah that's it. yeah um so what for you are kind of some of the key differences between C and K dramas like what's the magic that gets you with C dramas or like why do you go to them for a specific hit I go to them for very specific things and it's really they have a lot of genres but what they what the genres they do have they do very well so for instance they have youth dramas. And to me, that's people would classify that in K drama. And it's like, they don't have, there's not youth dramas. There's like slice of life dramas about like young people in high school or whatever. Mm. But in C drama land, they just call them youth dramas. And I love those. Those are really fun to consider. Like when I fly towards you is one, a recent one. But when you say, when you say youth drama, do you mean like a coming of age love story yeah. youth drama essentially yeah, like a new, it doesn't yeah, like I a, mean most of them have love stories but mm. some of them might not it's just you know if, consider like 25 21 like the, all mm -hmm. the flashback stuff of them in school and yeah. growing up and shenanigans and that is youth drama stuff right oh so um that's a very actually a very accurate example of like what youth dramas are so mm -hmm. if you like that you'll love the C drama youth dramas but what I love in C drama land are the chances mm. like that is like oh my god I love those once I hit those I was like yeah I'm always gonna go here for my fantasy fix yeah that is my mm. favorite stuff it's so unique to China and there's so many that I haven't watched just like the excitement that I feel because I have so many K dramas to watch it's like three times that because I have so many shenches that I haven't watched before. <laughs> and so, yeah, and some and some of the older ones are clocking in at like 60 episodes, right? I'm so like, yes, a, yeah. the longer the better. <laughs> no, it's not that the longer the better, but <laughs> you know, a lot where that came from because if you like it, then there's a lot of it. So yeah. It's yeah. it's really beautiful to look at, gorgeous sets, the costuming, the hair pieces, the hair, the wigs, like it's it's all fulfilling that 
like Lord of the Rings size hole inside of me that because I grew up during Lord of the Rings era. I had a Lord of the Rings Monopoly set. I had a stand up like Legolas um, (laughs) post like what is a stand up um, like a cardboard cutout of Legolas. Like life size? Life size, girl. Like her private life. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But Legolas. So you're you're talking to me about pretty boys in in long blonde wigs. Like I'm there, okay? Like I've been there. So now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, not to mention like the story and everything is really intricate and and, the world um, building. World building, all that stuff. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So have you found something for you that hit you as much as love between the fairy devil? I mean, like Grace and I really love that, but I don't think, I think mm-hmm. Grace, you've not gone back to another Cynthia, have you? No, I haven't. One? I haven't. Um, I've actually been a little bit in a slump. So that's, um, that's part of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas I, I did watch till the end of the moon, uh, okay. which I didn't love, I think as much as you guys did. Uh, yeah, we I, loved still en- it. I still enjoyed it, but it was, um, Yeah. Yeah, it didn't hit me as 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 much as I think. There's so many out there that people have told me to watch. And just because my schedule or I'm watching this or I'm on the podcast grind that I can't devote to watching a Sansa a right now. But yeah. I think some of the ones from this year, I think we got Love You Seven Times, Back from the Brink, Love You Forever, which is I haven't started that one because there's going to be a season two, so I'm not watching until season two comes out. Yeah, and <laughs> for, because I'm not, they won't catch me. So, <laughs> but I just rewatched Ten Miles of Peach Blossoms, which is an older Shanti, and I love that one still, still to this day. It's one of my mm. top ones. I'm going to be rewatching Ashes of Love pretty soon. Mm. I love that one too. That was like one of my first ones as well. From a few years back and i mean there's so many there's so many my journey to you is not a science it's a wusia and i just finished that one that one was excellent but also don't watch if you're not like into cliffhangers oh really maybe so oh. yeah <laughs> is that because it's getting a, a, a second season or is it just that's just it sarah like that's the thing is that <laughs> there's no word of a season two, no right. versions of a season two. Oh, gosh. And when I say cliffhanger, I mean, I don't, I mean, <laughs> it was rude. Oh, my it was gosh. rude. So because this, this one, I so said for, for fans of love between fairy and devil, um, um, my journey to you uh stars Esther Yu who was the female lead in Love Between Fairy and Devil and mm. Jiang Linghung yeah. uh Jiang Linghe, sorry Jiang Linghe, who was the second male lead from he he played Chang Chang in uh, Love so Between beautiful. Fairy and Devil um and mm. the two of them are now leads they brought you know so for those yeah. who were shipping them uh, it is a wildly different role for for both of them for for each of them it's wildly different characters and Esther Yu is really phenomenal in it. She's not playing the usual like bubbly, high-pitched female lead that you see her playing most often in Love Between Fairy and Devil and in the more modern dramas as well. This one, like she went in a totally different direction. 
And she played like when she's like body swaps with Dong Fang Ching Chang. Is that what she plays? <laughs> no, like not even. Not, it's even more like deadly serious, basically, because she's an oh. assassin oh. in My Journey to You. So, highly recommend you watch it because it's still an excellent show. But I know a lot of people don't like it if if there's not a happy ending. Mm. And uh. there is one if you make it up. True. <laughs> in your head. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and you can do that because there was a cliffhanger. <laughs> this exactly. it's open for it's you open. to come in and fanfic your little heart away. Cause yeah. that oh Lord. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> there's a lot of shinshas out there. I don't think that maybe this year it was um there's been a handful of really big ones, but none like that surpassed the love between furry and devil. Yeah. One yeah. from last is because if that's what you're looking for, then I'm not sure if there's one that's going to fit the bill necessarily. Yeah. I know uh, what you mean. I, but I have like a massive watch list of things of there, that I need to go back to. Yeah. We all so do. We do. <laughs> um, but we will be, I'm actually going to, so um, we've invited Liliana onto our pod as well. So we're going to have a chat to her about C-dramas, but also her and I have committed to each other that we're going to watch Nirvana in Fire. Fine. Oh my God. We both want to watch this. When? And we said if we do, well, we said we'd do a podcast with each other and then that would help set the deadline for us actually getting together and watch it. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let me know when that. the podcast comes out so that I can watch Nirvana and Fire in time to listen to it. Because <laughs> I'm serious. That's one that I have wanted to watch forever and ever. Cool. Yeah. I'll let you know. So, we're going to do a podcast on underrated K dramas soon. So, which dramas do you think have flown below the radar and our listeners really need to check out because they're that good? There's a lot of dramas that are not underrated anymore because of the internet and because different creators right. are, are shining a spotlight on them and they make the rounds because of a good edit. So, the ones that I'm seeing are not in the edit circulation on tiktok mm -hmm. and stuff so i think temperature of love is one mm. it's okay that's love is another one i think that wow. show is better than it's okay to not be okay what yeah i yeah i said what i said <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about a show that centers around mental illness it's okay that's love is superior in my mm -hmm. opinion and it has a uh, Joan song as well. Exactly. I was thinking of yeah, I was thinking of picking it up because I just really fell for him in moving. Um, and I always love uh, watching Gong Hyo Jin as well. So she's the yeah. Favorite. Um, so yeah, I did think it, but it's actually quite hard to find in the UK. Oh, is uh, it? Yeah, oh, no. so we, yeah. We don't have it on our Netflix, and we don't have it on our Vicky. So it's on Vicky, I believe. Yeah, I think it's on Vicky here. It's not on my. Vicky I've tried though. watching it. Yeah. Like that, but only got through like a uh, part of the first episode. So I need to try again. Yeah. Yeah. That one's good. I have The Master's Son, which fits in with spooky season, actually, because it's about uh, Kong Hyo Jin as well. She sees ghosts. Uh, is that the Hong Sisters one? Yes. Yes. It's one of the only Hong Sisters dramas that I like really advocate for. <laughs> so uh. <laughs> The Master's Son. We've done an episode on Love All Play, but I do think that one's underrated. People kind of. Uh, wrote yeah, that I've one heard, off i've heard a lot about that but again that one's been hard to find as well like i i i can't yeah. watch that in the uk it's supposed mm. to be a disney plus show but disney plus shows are <sighs> not available everywhere so no. i had to watch it on drama cool 
which is not a reputable site. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have, because this is my first life, I have. Mm, Love that. Yeah. Love that show. I have Cruel City, which is a noir. Cruel City. Yeah. With, um, oh, what's his name? He's also in Hospital Playlist. He's the heart surgeon. In Hospital Playlist. Oh, Jung Kung Hyo. Yeah. Uh, I love him. Yeah. Oh yes, a- actually, yeah. Okay, that reminds me. Um, yes, yes. Somebody else I knew was talking about this being one of like his best drama because I think earlier in the year when Crash Course and Romance came out, uh, you know, right, talking about his uh, dramas. And, yeah. Mm. Cruel City. That one's also goes by Heartless City, and then I have Fight for My Way with mm. Park So Joon, Queen and Hyun's mm-hmm. Man, or also known as Queen and I. That one I really drama. want. Yeah, because that's Yuina, who right? Who I love. Yuina, put some respect on her name. I love her. <laughs> and <laughs> and then I have um, King Two Hearts, which is sort of an alternate oh. Korea where Korea is a monarchy, and yes. then the king of the or the sorry the crown prince of Korea marries a North Korean service member oh. and the serve it's uh Hajiwan yes and Lee Seung Gi and Lee Seung Gi yes those two yeah it's really good really oh. good drama I have oh. nine and two outs aka two outs in the ninth inning which is obviously centers around a baseball thing but it's a friends to lovers romance one of the best ones that I've seen Oh. and uh oh if you like cohabitation this one has cohabitation as well like Ooh. she basically <laughs> breaks up with her boyfriend who's much younger than her and ends up moving in with her best friend who best male friend who they've known each other like almost their whole lives and then like they kind of like are like wait a second wait a second like there's something here and she starts to notice things about him because she's living with him now so mm-hmm. yeah it's good and then Cain and Abel Pain and Abel. Oh. Ah. Right. Yes. We will put this in the show notes for everybody. Just yeah. so making notes while you're driving or whatever. So we will. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give <laughs> you the sure list we'll as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the last three that I have, I put them all together is because they're all historicals. So I already mentioned one, The Princess's Man, but The Crowned Clown, um, amazing show. And yes. so is The Forbidden Marriage, which I think is from last year, 2022. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I watched the Crown Crown. That was that was pretty oh, epic. Crown Crown is so great. Yeah, I loved covering it too for the, yeah. for the podcast. Yeah, highly recommend these. These are all really good dramas. That's great. Awesome. Thanks for such a long Thank list. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots Hopefully, you can find some of these as well because I just was like, <laughs> these are great. Did not think about oh, this is on Netflix. This is on Prime. This is here. You know, right. whatever. Yeah. Well, Grace has discovered VPN, so you know oh, it's always she didn't have to worry. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think that's all the questions we had. Thank you so much, Jess, for for coming on. Thank you for having me. This has I've been so much fun. Yeah, I've had a blast. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. what we've got like a lot of uh, K drama Rex as well, which is always good. Yeah. So um, many. 
And yeah, so everyone, if you want to check out Jess's uh, podcast, she's on Dayback Podcast, uh, available from all your podcast platforms. And obviously, as we said, on social media, on Instagram and on TikTok. Uh, so go and check out Jess if you haven't already. Uh, and she has deep dived tons and tons of dramas. So you have a nice back catalogue to, to go through if you haven't already listened. Yes. And Sarah's on yes. there, too. So, <laughs> yes. yeah. They were the best episodes of. <laughs> Gosh, they were great. They were so much fun. Yeah, they were fun. It was fun. Although we, I think now, I think we need to find a drama where we don't fervently agree with each other. I think we need to find one where we're both kind of like, yeah. Yeah. We have different Those views. are always really fun. Like when you find those and you get on the pod and you're like, what you think? And they're like, I, I hated it. And I'm like, <gasps> I loved it. Like, let's talk about it. <laughs> I agree oh. I agree I do I like listening to those ones as well like yeah. I mean it's it's nice when all like it's like when the afternoon and Nina's like really love a drama uh it is fun especially if it's one <laughs> yeah. that you but like. it's fun but when it, everyone it, disagrees yes. Yeah. oh man I know I'm I'm definitely one of the people who who just wants everyone to like what I like <laughs> yes. and want I want to hear more about how much we all love the drama that I love <laughs> so I'm like oh there's conflict Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's so because normally, but then normally, I think because of the three of them, usually one of them is a bit closer to my yeah, feelings so of yeah, whether or not I liked right. or disliked a drama. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I, I famously they they all didn't really rate my Mister, which Grace and I absolutely love. Um, so yeah. we have said for quite a while now <laughs> we will do. I know. I know, right? Yeah. We will go and do the My Mister deep dive that My Mister deserved yes. to have. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that is the that re Mister. <laughs> the re Mister. <laughs> <laughs> I should totally call it that. That is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yeah. That's good. Right. Okay. So, thanks, Jess. Thanks for, so much for taking your time to speak to us. It's been a lot of fun. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Got to have you both on next time. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Until next time. Bye. 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 Yes, Niman. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our pod. Follow us on our Instagram at afternoonasks or our website www.afternoonasks.com. To get more K drama content from our writer's lens, follow our sister pod, Afternoon Delight. For any BTS fans out there, our other sister pod, Afternoon Army, is here for all your needs. And if you want to hang with us and other K-drama fans, consider joining us on Afternoon Delight Patreon. There are different levels for you to access. Go to www.afternoonadelightpodcast.com to sign up. Finally, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to contact us via our socials or our email, which is afternoonasks at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, 下次见。